You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 98. Episode 98. So... Me and you, Tyler, were talking about a topic that we kind of, I think we've branched maybe once or twice before, but not in a long time and not kind of in this way. So I know like a lot of poker rooms are throughout America. It's like you're in a casino or something like that. In Texas, it's a little bit different. So you're in a kind of a gray area where you're actually getting charged time. You're, there is no rate coming out of the pot. But it's a just a time like a you're getting like ten to twelve dollars an hour usually, and you can make it less when you kind of take advantage of promotions. Uh, and but there are other poker rooms, and it's more traditional, and they call it time because that's kind of what it is. Uh, and but it, they do kind of it does come out of the pot, right? I mean, we'll just call it what it is. It's a rake. I mean. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean you can you can word it however you want to word it, but you know. Yeah, to every poker player out there, it'd just be a rake. Uh, they they're. I don't. I've never understood them like calling it like something else, and I'm like that does not make it legal. But I mean, whatever. But these are the two poker rooms. Forever and a day, I was just playing at the time poker rooms because I felt like if you're in that gray area, you don't need to push it to the other end, right? Well, it's not. You don't need to push. It's just. It's just why push it? I mean, if we can do it perfectly legal and have no problems for sure, why risk it? So we, you and I made a big effort just to support the timed games for a while. Yeah, it was just a huge push for me. Problem being is that I did go to some of the ones that do it the other way, and I was just so impressed by the poker rooms. Well, there were two things. One is I went to some of these, and they were just run so well, and I was so impressed by the poker rooms. Uh, one is off of I-10. When I'm talking about it in this way, I'm not going to use the name of the poker room, but anybody who knows I-10 is going to know who, what I'm talking about. Uh, and one in Cyprus that I think has done pretty well, and I was just kind of blown away. So what I was thinking is like you get some advantages from those from those games, the time game is obviously less rate coming off the table, correct? Absolutely. Well, and the other thing is a lot of the time games switched to the ranked games too, which really kind of limited us, right? Because for a while there was all timed games, or not all, but a big portion of them. But then they've kind of slowly, some have kind of transitioned into something else, but we'll just call it the ranked game. Yeah, that's uh, very true. So it's a... Uh... And depending on where you're in Houston, it's more, like, in Clear Lake, it's still all time for the most part. Uh, over towards us, they've switched to a lot more rate games. And over in Westheimer, it's almost all rate games outside of, like, what, Prime, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to figure. Um, well, I guess now that Texas Card House is there, Texas Card House does everything the legit way, so that will be a time game, right? Yeah, for sure. And Paramount is time game for sure. And yeah. Paramount, and this was kind of something with that time, um, you can get those benefits. So, like, whenever Paramount did the, um, that, like, when they match your time, I mean, that's as good as free money for you and I. 
which also helps him. I don't want to say combat. Well, I guess it would be combating the rake. That's something else that you can do as a player with trying to find an edge. I mean, if you can lower that rake, your edge is going to be so much better. Oh, 100%. Like you said, when you combine some of these time, like it's 10 to $12 an hour with these promotions, you're so close to playing rake-free, almost. It's a... So, I mean, now the other end of it, you're paying way less to the place to host the poker poker room in the time games. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. In the time game, it's way less to the poker room. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't understand that because it's... I've talked to a lot of people who don't understand it, but it's just way less in the long run. It's not even close. Uh, now, I will say, some of the rate games, this might make it close, is you get tons of benefits. Uh, some of the food in the Houston poker rooms will compete with, I swear, any restaurant. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the food is amazing in some of these rooms. You get it, I'm not talking like, Back in the day, you might get a sandwich or you might get something. I mean, I'm talking like restaurant quality, twenty-five to thirty dollars dishes. I mean, the the tomahawk pork chop, at, like over there off I-10, you got is one of the best things I've just ever eaten. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, and for I've talked to some people who like there's a huge gaff between people. Like some don't care at all. And they're like, I'd rather do the time games where it's less, where I'm playing less rake. But also, it does come into play. I mean, if you're going to spend $15 on a meal to eat out, and you save that money, I mean, that's just as good as money in your wallet. No, absolutely. I personally like the time games better. I just, that's just my preference. Uh, I do too. I, I still like them for the, the reason I did before. It's a. Uh, I think it's less. One, it's less rake, and then one is also less in the uh, that gray area. I mean, it's more in that gray area, not so much like. I mean, I want to do anything that's going to help keep uh, poker legal in Texas. No, absolutely. <clears throat> but um, the other thing too is a lot of those um, raked games, you get free alcohol a lot of times. I mean, that makes the game, can, seems like some of those raid games can be just crazy sometimes. Well, that's the other thing is, I, versus one from the other, I think the rate games just almost in general, almost always have a more action feel to them. But it's weird because when you talk to players, a lot of players hate paying time and much rather be do rake. I just, I don't get that at all. <laughs> I think it's just a lack, I think, from what I've talked to people, it's like, it's, easier on them to when the only time they're paying is when they're winning a pot so at the end of the day they're like well if i'm winning i'm still winning regardless and that, granted i know the math does not add up on this <laughs> yeah. in the long run i'm just saying what i've been right. told right you're telling uh, me the argument yeah i'm right. telling you the argument this is not a valid argument <laughs> but versus you know you're just sitting there card dead you're losing and you're having to pay time all the time especially for a lot of people that might pay it more often than not, by the hour. One thing I thought um, about, like a lot of players, why they like the rake, and you can tell me if I'm off on this or not, is I think a lot of people like to show up with $300, say this is what I'm going to play with, and they don't want to pay. You know, sometimes you can pay a lot in time, 350 320 you know, to play that night. So I think they like sitting down with the money to gamble with and not having to 
I mean, you're not really enduring another expense, but you definitely have to have kind of separate money for the time, for sure. Oh, 100%. And it's also, you almost always charge to go into the establishment for time, which you're not on the rate games. Because usually it's about a $10 entry, as well as buying time on top of it. Absolutely. Well, do you think it's different for you and I because we play out of a bankroll? Oh, I definitely think it comes into play. Because I think if I was playing out of my checking account... I, too, would probably rather have a rigged game because I get the free food. I don't have to pay to go in. I didn't even think about that because, you know, whenever I'm out of the bank, I don't even I just toss it on the calculator and don't care. But um, and also it's way easier to, to play for 300 out of my checking rather than 350, 360. You know, it's just I can play a little bit cheaper. And I think that might be one of the reasons the rate games do sometimes get more recreational players. I mean, the recreational players are going to love that food, love the free alcohol, and the uh, and the th- not paying not that extra expense too. Yeah, a hundred percent. So they, I mean, they're getting in. I mean, they're not doing it for money; they're doing it for the entire experience and the environment. Whereas, if you're playing for profit, you don't care as much about that. Although you should, because it does come into play on how good the game is. You definitely rather be in a good game than a bad game, and. Like, you hear a lot of pros saying that the rate ceases to matter if the game is good enough. Oh, 100, yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, you, you within with, reason. Yeah, I, yeah, say, that's a, uh, I was like, well, that's uh, could go. Uh, well, and especially in Texas where it's match the stack. Like, it's, I think it's a bigger deal in like Los Angeles, Las Vegas, where if the rake is crazy, but you, everybody's sitting there with $300 stacks in a 1 3 game because that's your, what you can buy in for. Well, I mean, going to eat into it pretty hard but if you're sitting with a lot of people that are you know a thousand twelve hundred dollars deep and any hand can go that way all of a sudden a ten percent ten dollar mat i mean it's not the worst thing in the world well this was what i was going to ask you next is how do you compare the rake in houston at most of the rooms are in texas just the ones you've seen because i know you kind of play around Versus the casino. Because I remember back in the day, you and I used to run the calculation between playing for time and the casino. We thought they were very close. I think the time games, I think mostly because it's so deep stacked, it's way better. No, no, no. I'm asking, what do you compare? Uh, or what's the, what do you say the average from your experience of the raked games in Texas? It's a little bit more than the casino, right? Because I know you normally keep an eye on it. That's the only reason why yeah. I ask. Yeah. I think it is pretty isn't close. Casino normally capped at five, right? Is it five or ten at the casino normally? Like at Lake uh, Charles, it's usually like a like a good one's five. Okay. So well, we, I mean, we'll go with that. But I mean, like in, it's also very dependent because, like, if you go to Vegas now, like Aria's five, Wynn is five, but almost all of them also have these two dollar jackpots, which sometimes you don't, you basically don't even qualify for. Right, because I remember when you came back, you were saying a lot of them were just for uh, the wrecks there. Yeah, so it's a uh, so you're looking at a seven dollar rake at like a lot of casinos, and like if part of that's going to tournaments that are just for the regs, then I I think the rake is actually a lot better for in Texas than it is anywhere. Actually, I think the time, especially when you take a in to consideration like the promotions. It's usually 10 to 12, but, like, we got Paramount down to, like, $4 for, like, five months because of that promotion was so good. I mean, I'm still playing on that time. I don't know if I'm—I might be dead before I run out of time at Paramount. <laughs> I mean, they gave me just 
they were like, I think I have like over a thousand hours because for the, was it the Labor Day or something like that? They yeah. did a, was it just match your time? Is that basically what it was? Yeah, it was match your time 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, taking advantage of that, like I said, is just free money, so. It's a, but here's the other thing is some, I think some are better of the rate games here also are better about giving you stuff and the promotions are a little bit better because I would say like off of I-10, it's way better than Cyprus. I think the food is probably better. Well, I I haven't even tried Cyprus, but I mean, I just can't imagine the food being better than there. But like, like the jackpots I notice over here, it's kind of, they're kind of, they're pretty random to hit. I mean... Yeah, I mean, King very... Nine is a very specific hand to have a full house and lose, yeah. versus a bad beat jackpot. And I mean, it, some some days it's just they're doing a hundred dollars every hour to to a seat. So I think some of them are a little bit better than others as well. No, absolutely. But I think also you got to think about those promotions. I mean, they're putting them on because they're making so much money. Oh, 100%. So I think that's something else you got to keep in mind. Is like we talk about the rake and the time and that. You know the rake is a lot, and but at least they're giving promotions. But you got to think they're only giving those promotions because they're making so much money. A hundred percent. And like, even if I don't drink, the free alcohol is just such a bit. I mean, me and you talked like at the. I think it was like in the first fifteen or twenty podcast we did about how we almost would not play at a place that didn't have free that didn't have alcohol, or at least the ability to serve it. And at that point, neither of us drank while we played poker. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I will have some. I will also have some drinks and kick back a little bit now, uh, for multiple reasons. Partly it's more fun, and then partly it's uh, kind of an image thing. Uh, but that was yeah, that was a huge thing for we to kind of notice on how good the games were. Right, absolutely. But I guess, um, I mean, end of the day, moral of the story for me is I still rather play at the time games just to support people who are doing, trying to do the best, you know, to follow the rules, I guess. 100%. It's still, like, I'm not as hard-edged as I used to be, because used to be I was just 100%. I wouldn't go to anywhere else that wasn't <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I would just go. I'm like, it's pretty sweet over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's a, uh, so, yeah, it's I'm not as hard-edged as I used to be on it, but I will say if I can... If I had a preference for the less rake and everything, definitely I'm going to go to the time games, but I kind of I mix it up more than I do. I'd say now it's about 70 to 80% time and maybe 20% the others, right? Ooh, see, I think we might, might even be a little bit more. <laughs> on the time? No, on the other way around. We might be playing a little bit more raked games now. I think we were. The private game, actually. That, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's half of my poker. Yeah, 100%. You are right. I was about to say, I think before when we started this podcast, we were probably more like 80-20. I mean, now, I mean, I want to say 50-50, but it's kind of close. It might be 60-40. It's probably around 50-50 because when I do play in Clear Lake, those are all still time. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. Uh, it, it is it is not eighty twenty. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I have one game I play every single week, and only play like three days a week. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Well, because I thought we were going to say eighty twenty. I thought you were going to say that's where you were, and when you said that's where you're at now, I was like, well, I don't think you are. I don't think either of us are. I think that's where we started. Yeah, that's true. And this is how good the bonus this bonuses are. Is 
I didn't do that game that often, but then they got like the nicer tables, nicer chairs. They started giving free food and free alcohol, and all of a sudden, I'm a rate guy. I'm a, I'm a rate guy. <laughs> oh no, hundred percent. And here's here's kind of also the moral of the story. I mean, bring up all sorts of things, but the game is better a lot of times. Oh, I mean, that's which is also which is kind of. I mean, it's easy to talk from your high horse saying that you want to play in a raked game or a time game versus a raked game. I'd honestly rather just play in the best game I can find. That's actually probably the correct answer, right? Because, like, okay, you're playing less rake if you, like, and don't get me wrong, I love this place. I think it's one of the best places to play in Houston is Texas Cardhouse Spring, right? Absolutely. Um, for sure. Uh, and it's one, one where you can get the, the time down to fairly cheap. I mean, definitely not like paramount expense, but you could probably like through promotions and stuff, get it like to $9 an hour. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but then you are playing with a bunch of very good players, three betting at correct frequencies and all that. Would you rather pay, like say another, let's say you're averaging another $20 in rake an hour, but there you're, uh, if you go to like one of the rake games and people are I mean, we've seen just the craziest shit happen at those games. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, well, I guess that was at Paramount, which was a time game. But I was like, yeah, you see all sorts of crazy stuff. But well, yeah, then, like, it seems how- like all the best players are, I mean, because they too know the rake and a lot of them try to play the lowest rake possible. But yeah, like uh, Texas Cardhouse Spring, like you said, I mean, seems like all the best players are there. Every time I go, I get fits. I mean, I'm just like, I'm playing against, I mean, Everyone studies and is good. It seems yeah. Like. Seems like, like you said, like maybe there'll be like one or two kind of recreational players compared to a whole table. And then you go to this raked game and all of a sudden it's maybe half and half. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I can go where it have maybe like the slightest of edges or go to like these rake games where, I mean, shit, I four bet pocket eights all in for what 200 big blinds got called and the guy was damn near drawing dead i mean (laughs) well yeah that's what i'm saying so it's easy to talk from the high horse of being like i only play in timed games but yeah i think just i mean they always talk about table selection and game selection as something that's really big for profitable players i think it's kind of that rake versus reward kind of situation is you kind of have to weigh in all the rooms what what you're getting well, what also killed it for me, too, at least was a big, big, big deciding factor that I forgot to bring up, was uh, I always wanted to do the time because I thought it was better for Texas in general. But then one of the time games had the most problems and has almost been detrimental to poker in Houston. I mean, we already know. There's like several shootings there and all that, That was which... Not giving poker a bad name. It's literally been only at that location, as far as I know, out of like fifty. But it's a. Uh, but it was one of the time games. I'm like, well, here I am, not going to these other games because I think it's going to shut uh, poker down in Houston when it, all most of the problems actually came from a timed one. You're talking about like the bad press kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because. You know, the average person doesn't play poker, so they're just going to read. They're, all they're going to do is read about what happened. That oh, and they definitely don't know what a rake versus time game is. Oh, 100%. I mean, I try to explain that to my dad, who is pretty savvy with, you know, gambling and, you know, casino knowledge. But, I mean. Oh, I mean, every time I try to talk to about rake or anything, but someone who doesn't do poker, 
I mean, they don't even know, know the difference between poker and blackjack. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, you were talking about the, the intricate details, just, <laughs> you know, so it's a, uh, but that was kind of our little spill on kind of time versus rake and what's, I don't know that there's a uh, right answer as far as one's better than the other. Uh, well, I guess I think it's really just, you have to kind of weigh out. It just kind of makes some more factors you have to uh, weigh out whenever you're deciding where you want to play. So, I mean, because I'm always for trying to lower the rake. So, I mean, a lot of this this conversation is finding the best game that you can play, right? I mean, it's just the 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 worst players with the least rake. I mean, whatever you can do to find that. Isn't it weird how like we talk about like the worst players, but it doesn't seem like you run into the same bad player that often, though? Doesn't it seem like some places just lend themselves to recreational players. Like, sometimes I'll play with someone who's horrible, but then I won't ever see him again. But then that same location will kind of have more players who are like that player. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, some breed. Because you don't really see, like, at least I don't. Like, I've seen a few guys who, like, own their own company and stuff and don't care about poker and will just come and play. But, like, as far as, like, that donkey going crazy drinking, I feel like I don't see him back that often. (laughs) I feel like we talk about how crazy that night was, then I don't see that player again Almost ever. But then you get another player that's kind of like that, and just certain locations just kind of lend themselves to people. I guess everybody chooses a poker room for whatever reason, so you're going to get like players to a degree. That must be, because I always thought that was weird, too. We always talk about game selection, and this game is crazy. they got the craziest players. But then I feel like I don't play with the the same people that often, but they still have crazy players there, which is, I guess, food for thought. Kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no reason or explanation for it. I just thought that was kind of strange. It is. It is a little bit different. It's a uh, so we have not played hardly any poker in the well, last week. Okay. It's Monday. I mean, we. I mean, we have not had a very big opportunity. Well, yeah, but it's only a week away from a podcast, right? It was. I mean, we had all the last week. Well, no, we recorded on Thursday, and now we're recording on Monday. So God, much did we record on Thursday yeah, last week? Yeah, I've not. Had, I mean. Yeah, right. We did not have a lot I was of about to say, if you're telling me it's a week, I mean, we have not had much opportunity because you're going out of town this week. So we're, you know, putting this one, getting a little conversation, some little topics in there just to, That's so true. we don't want to miss one, but because it's going to come out on Thursday, but we are recording it because you're going to be, uh, you're going out of town on Tuesday. So, yeah, uh, luckily I did get one session in, right. I think you probably played Friday, right? Yeah. Mm. Definitely wouldn't have been Friday. It must have been Thursday. After we Thursday. recorded, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I go in. Uh, I kind of like I'm floating around. Kind of right, even. Wait, wait, wait. So we're, what are we playing here? One, three, one, two? What, what's one, three. On? Okay. How much did you buy in for? Bought in for 400 All right. Let's go. What happened? So kind of floating around even or whatever. Uh, player raises to 15. I've kind of been card dead. This is a hand I don't really love calling with, but it's, I guess it's okay. It's it's better than some. King Jack off. I always make the, like, I know like you say, it's not probably something you should be calling with, but when I when I do call with it, I'm treading very light here. Yeah, agreed. I'm not looking to play for my whole stack. Uh, two more call. We go five ways to the flop of King 8-5. I check... And then a field caller in late position, not the preflop raiser, bets 30. So, fairly small bet. I have. Does it fold to you? Uh, it does fold to me. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just calling here. Yeah, this is, I think, a standard call here. Uh, 
the turn is a nine. I obviously check. He's got the betting lead here. He bets 40. So the straight came in, right? That, that's what it was, six, seven? So it's five, eight, nine. So a gutter to a straight, right? Oh, wait. No, it's an no, open-ended. I was like, no. Uh, I check. He bets 40. Yeah, you're right. A uh, open-ended uh, hits. I'm still calling 40. These are pretty good odds here. 40's super, super light bet. I'm expecting him to barrel the turn or the river on almost all cards here. Just as, is this guy pretty good, you think, or pretty recreational? Uh, the place I'm playing is probably fairly recreational. I'm just looking to get the showdown, really. But I'm I'm kind of expecting him to bet maybe like 100 on the river. But we'll see. I'm definitely just flatting the 40 here. Uh, I flat the 40. River a jack for top two pair. This could be so painful if he actually has a straight, but all right. What do you do here? I'm just check calling, probably. I don't lead 100. Um, I think... Let's uh, think. Let's think. So, you're targeting, like, the two pairs of, like, um, 8-9, I guess? Targeting two pairs. I'm targeting kings. Uh... Like I mean, like king queen that might have had me that might have had me right. beat to the river. Uh, like you say, any five. I think eight, a lot nine. of times he folds here. I think uh, he calls and I end up good. What did he show? He didn't. He just mocked. I I got the feeling he had a king. Hmm. I mean, that's I mean, well played. I guess got the most of there because I yeah. mean, it seemed like he was definitely going to check it there. Um, I was just kind of wondering what we were targeting other than. Um, I guess a king. Just call it down with a king. I would have thought he would have bet a little bit bigger if he had a good king. He might have. You might have not even needed that jack. It's possible. I mean, like the way it's played, he almost never has an ace king. So I mean, the only thing that I would have needed the jack where I was ahead would be like king, king queen. queen. Yeah. So. And I feel like he shows if he had like king eight and flop two pair. Yeah, yeah. I would need the jack for those, but I think you're right. I think he probably shows at those points. That's usually a frustration show type deal. Well, I think that was well. I think that you probably got the max value there at least. So that's good. I mean, that's always yeah. It's unbalanced, but you know how I like donk leading these rivers because I just feel like people are checking back so much. I I think we should not be talking about balancing our one three game when the dude is sitting there drinking and partying and. I mean, yeah, oh, I mean, 100%. That, that to me is, seems like the strangest thing. Um, I think you should be fully exploitative, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, this hand's going to be the uh, probably the title of the podcast somehow. What? Uh, no way. So, uh, I, so we get down to five-handed. There's me and two other players on my side of the table. Both fairly decent players. Uh, there's two guys at the other end of the table who are gambling drunk and don't give a shit. All right. So, so say we know what type of game you're in from so, earlier in the podcast. So a good one of the good players on a PLO hand, I've pocket Kings double suited makes it 30. I call, I'm probably, I'm in for 400. I'll probably have like, uh, I had about gotta be five, eight, yeah. five ninety about, I'm, see, it's so weird because, like, in Hold'em, I would be raising here, obviously, but, like, in PLO, I'm probably just flatting like you do here. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Pocket Kings, 100% you're raising. But it's, yeah, in PLO, definitely. I, like, I mean, there's no reason for me to jack up a pot at this point. Which I wonder if that's actually the right strategy in PLO. I mean, God, I... I mean, <laughs> it does not seem to be, but every time I try to do anything <laughs> like, like raising or playing aggressively, 
I tell you what, it's just, I mean, I end up stacked all the time. So I, I'm definitely not a PLO expert. I think I'm better than some of the people I play with. Clint's like, I'm better but, with people who don't know what they're doing. I mean, a hundred percent. But I was uh, just kind of curious. I, I would think like you'd always be raising Kings double suited, but I too probably flat a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's King King three four, so I mean it, there is some straight opportunities on there. I mean it's not the not worse. I'd, it's, I'd rather have King King three four than like King King eight deuce or something. Uh, yeah. So the lo- it goes around this loose player who's been raising every PLO pot pre flop makes it one fifty. Here's a th- do you ever think about just repotting it on him and just getting it all in here? I, just, I did more than think about it. Oh good okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would like I was, Okay, but give me your reasonings. I know my reasoning. So what what's your reasonings for it? The adrenaline of gambling. <laughs> no. Um. But let me say that the the original preflop razor does fold because that comes into play. But I think that's what you mean. No, I was joking at first, but no, the uh... <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean why I do it is if someone's playing like that, I mean I'm thinking you're way ahead here. And, I mean, you always want to get the money in if you're ahead, right? That's always kind of the – what happens after you get the money in, if you're ahead, it's fine. Yeah, right? ceases to matter. I mean, doesn't matter if you're up, you know, 55% favorite. If you can do that, right, whatever they say, infinite times, you're going to be infinitely rich. So I'm always looking to get the money in when I'm ahead. And I think a drunk player who's potting it over and over again, double-suited kings, let's just get all the money in. That was my thought. Because when it comes to me, and I'm like, well – I can never fold here. I have the best hand almost 100% of the time. Oh, I mean, I hate the folding option. Uh, 150, this is a hand that becomes very difficult to play. Like, I mean, once it becomes 300... I didn't even think... That's the, a good point. The I didn't flop even think comes, about that. Well, if I don't hit a set of kings, and, like, I've got... But I've got an overpair with maybe two backdoor flush draws. I mean, with this SPR, it seems like this is going to be a very difficult... This is kind of like one of those things, like, you go all in here just to realize all your equity. You get to see all five cards, and you can see a showdown as well, too. I, I didn't even think about that, like, that of how weird of a spot it is. Because you're too deep to where, like, you could think about folding if you call. But I also like getting all the money in with the edge here. So, I actually, so, and this g- comes into play also. I, I say all in. But it's not a legal bet. I have more than it. There's someone behind you, obviously, right? Because I think at that location you said that they said you can just go all in in a PLO. Remember we had that conversation with the floor there? There is someone behind me, yeah. Right, because remember they said in a heads-up PLO hand at that location, if you say all in, they're not going to do pot, 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 pot. They're going to do just all in. I think that guy might have folded, actually. Right, because I was thinking about this after you told me about that. Yeah. About that situation. Because the other guy might have been right, because I know at that location, you if you say all in in a heads-up PLO hand, it's just all in. Well, for whatever reason, I, I go all in, and they're like, no, that's not a legal bet. It's 510 is what you can make it. So he he you can it gets to him. I can tell he does not have anything or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm going to gamble with you. I'm going to call. And then he's like, you want to run five fast? I'm like, that's fine. Uh, we do it. I hit nothing. He has he shows over a horrible hand. It's like got like three diamonds unconnected, uh, but he hits a flush and takes it. Uh, later, he's like, "Well, I get all of what's in your stack too." I'm like, "Well, no, it was. Yeah, I mean, that was an illegal bet." 
that was right. not well the this is also on the dealer right like if you say all in he says no it's not a legal bet i mean you're definitely not paying 100 because i'm not i can't ask for his extra money if i win right so it's a uh and then the other guys and then his friend is like well no because he said i call you're all in and i'm like well you can't say i call you're all in when there's no all in i mean it's that's not a thing so it was a uh, so there was that thing, but it was fine. I mean, they didn't they weren't really. It lasted like thirty seconds. They weren't really that bad about it or anything. But it was one how of those, much more money was it? Out of curiosity, it wasn't that much. It was like seventy or eighty bucks. Oh, I mean, after I mean, if I stack somebody for that amount with that hand, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm definitely not crying about seventy bucks. Yeah, I mean, it was. I definitely felt felt. 99% I was on the right, so I didn't really worry about <laughs> it. like this I mean, 1% now that you just brought up. <laughs> yeah, now that you brought up that 1% maybe. Uh, but it's a uh, – so that was pretty sad because I was – I went from up quite a bit to down almost everything. Uh, we're playing five-handed though. Half the table is just losing their minds. I go ahead and rebuy. I'm like, well, I, getting up at this table seems stupid, especially I like shorthanded because you're seeing more hands with bad players. But I buy in for 400 thinking of this, and then five hands later after I buy in, they split the table and they go to PLO, and I go to another 1-3 table. Not near as good. You just leave that kind of – I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, if I only bought in to play with these players and the table breaks, I'm probably just hitting the road here. I went ahead and over there. It was one of those things. Had we they done it before I bought in, I definitely would have done that. But – now that I already got the money, I literally just got the money in front of me. I was like, well, let me go and uh, see. I mean, you and I are just so different. I mean, I've gotten the money like that, too, and just left. But Probably. It definitely should have at that point. Uh, well, I mean, because my whole thing is the only reason why I bought in is to play with this guy or else I would go home. So Yeah. Uh, I go to the table. Uh, nothing really happens. Nothing big. There was one weird PLO hand where someone makes it 30. I have pocket aces. And eight ten was uh, the other two cards. I just uh, single suit or single suited. Okay, I just call. I mean, again, like, I mean, if I'm gonna sit here and give any sort of PLO advice, just turn this thing off. So that's what I would do too. But I think it goes around. Someone min raises. Someone made that it like sound, ten. It was like that thirty. Sounds right. Yeah, someone makes it like thirty. Well, it goes thirty, 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 thirty. Well, and uh, I mean, here, I mean. Now I might just be potting it. I mean, at this point, that's exactly what I do. It comes back around to me. I'm like, well, now I, th- now this has screwed me so many times. I do not know if this is the right strategy. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Every time you pot it, and they also have aces, they have a better two cards. Yeah, it's every a, time. Uh, so, but I'm like, well, I got pocket aces. I can drive. I if I pot it, I have enough money that pro- probably drives some people out. And then there were enough short stacks where I think I, like I, some of them wouldn't have covered the entire pot. Definitely some of them didn't. I go ahead and pot it. There's like three, I think there's only two callers, which is a great, a great thing. Oh, no, 100%. Uh, someone asked me if I want to run it twice. I'm like, that's fine. I end up getting a, the pocket aces do not come into play on either hand. I hit a straight on the uh, on the top and take that one down, and someone hits like a flush or a full house or something on the bottom. I mean, that's why I literally always say run it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, I end up with one of the – like I've been running amazing this year. I have no complaints. 
But this was sad. I ended up with one of the bigger losses in a long time at $605. So, which isn't the worst. It's not even two buy-ins, but... I mean, I hate to lose, but, I mean... It's going to happen. 100% is going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. Well, I hope not a lot. Oh, that's, for you, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, the, these these last three months that you've been running good, just a travesty. I mean, it's variants that will never happen again. I was say, I am waiting for variants to hit. <laughs> so this podcast is going to get great again. <laughs> Tyler's like, nothing I like better than just making fun of your losses. <laughs> Tyler, Clint, are you going to cry on the podcast again? I want to see a tear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess, I mean, for a podcast where we, like like you said, I mean, we had to re- record it early because you're going out of town, but we still want to make sure we get one out. So it's pretty good, right? You got nothing else to cover unless you have any other hands. Uh, no. I'm I mean, definitely going to try to play um, Thursday for sure. I got my own birthday celebration. Oh, here's something kind of interesting if you made it to this part of the podcast. Um, I was looking at some of the statistics on our podcast. And it looks like we have a lot of different listeners from different areas. Um, if you want, maybe just shoot us a message on Instagram and just say maybe where you're listening from and where you like to play at. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I would like to be. I'd like to hear that. I mean, it'd be interesting to hear where a lot of people are even playing from. Are they playing in Texas in these in these rooms that we even talk about? Or are they playing casinos? Because I know we get a lot of listeners from places that don't even have card rooms like that. Yeah, well, that's when we were going on about like kind of the rate versus time and everything, I was like, well... After like 20 minutes, I was like, we probably have to cut this off at 20 minutes because this might be something that doesn't even apply to some people in other states. Uh, was... I mean, it didn't even dawn on me until right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. If I do know we have a lot of listeners in different states that um, might not have any of these card rooms. But, you know, shoot us a message on um, Instagram. We're on there. Textbook podcast. So, yeah, that's uh, well, until next week, we're going to get some sessions in and hopefully have some uh, more content, hopefully some winning content next week. I can't guarantee winning content can guarantee content. Talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.